Hello and welcome to Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and with me today, my friend, James. How are you, James? I'm doing just fine. Just stressed out to all hell by school. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, school can be stressful, and I remember when I was your age about... So many years ago. Yes, many years ago. Because uh, I think you said you were your senior now. Yes, I am, actually. This so, is my... This is the last call. Well, this is third quarter right now. We're just about to hit into fourth. And right now, my grades are dropping. Mm. Yeah, it's. I know that that it was sucks. And I, when I was in uh, my senior year, I remember we would always talk about senioritis, which is still a thing to this day. Yep, where you're at the point where you you just don't feel like doing anything. Mm-hmm. You just want to finish your year mm-hmm. and get out of high school. So I don't know. I I it, Given a choice, I'm not sure I would want to go back and relive my high school years. I mean, there were some things I did like about it. I could play video games more. I had more time to role play. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to worry about, you know, a mortgage, bills, or a kid, or any of the other oh, any of those things. I have today. So, but I know I, we're we're not going to comment too much about the education system. That's not what we're really bullshit. <laughs> but that's not really what we're going to mainly discuss today. But the one thing that I just don't get is, what is it with this Common Core math? Because uh. I've helped my son with some of his homework, and it's like, okay, whatever happened to just, okay, if you got 49 plus 51, okay, add the 1 and the 9, 10, okay, carry the, the 1, one. Add, okay, it's 100. And what it's do like, you do? Yeah, and it's like Common Core now, it's like, beep. Yeah, it's like, okay, you got to add something up the tens, and then it's like... Oh, God. So, I, like I said, I kind of feel sorry for the kids who have to deal with the comic I'm board. hating my generation right now, because it's basically... We're getting really idiotic. You know those standardized tests they have nowadays? Yeah. They're making it worse for us, but that's not the topic we're on today. The topic is... We're actually going to be talking about two things that are... Kind of similar, and they are related, and we might even go a little bit into a third topic. Uh, the topic of today's show is nickeled and dimed. Yeah. We're going to be talking about downloadable content and yeah. microtransactions, where they're also called in-app purchases. And Ugh. we might even go a little bit into mobile gaming, because mm-hmm. both DLC and microtransactions do play a very prominent role in a lot of your uh, cell phone games yep. that you would get for your, like, your phone. It's annoying as heck dealing with them. It's like, yep. you need so many gems to get pa- to basically... Buy this. And, yeah. But I'm going to tell you a story before we begin. When I was your age, about... So many years ago. Yes, many years ago. When we went to the game store or, you know, Target or Walmart or wherever we went to buy our video games, mm-hmm. there was this one place I used to go, uh, Babbage's, and the other one was Funko Land, which I, event- I believe eventually became GameStop. Yeah. And Funko Land, I loved that place because, again, this was in the era of, you know, you had your 16-bit, your 8-bit, yeah. and the CD systems were starting yeah. to come about, but most of the games were still mm-hmm. in uh, cartridge. Yep. So the fun land I used to go to, they'd have a couple of uh, NESs, they had a couple of mm-hmm. Super Nintendos, a couple of Sega Genesis. Uh, Genesi? Genesis. Yeah, but I, and I think they had a couple other systems, but what was Genesis. cool is like, if you saw a game, 
mm-hmm. you wanted to try it out. Yeah. They would say, okay, no problem. They would, you know, pull it out of the, the box from the back of the mm-hmm. counter and pop it in the NES or the and Super Nintendo or whatever. And Yeah, you have the full game right then yeah, there. Yeah, it lets you play it. And it was nice because, well, first of all, you knew the game worked. The other thing that was nice about it is you could play it for a little bit to see if it would be the kind of game that you would like. Mm-hmm. Because without something like that, the only way you knew if it, a game was going to be something good or bad would be if, yep, you bought it, or if you mm. had a friend who you could buy it from. Yeah. Also, there were a lot of, uh, you know, like Blockbuster and video rental stores. They would usually rent your video games. But anyways, mm-hmm. I get off track. You do a lot. But yes. either way. Back then, if I went to a game store, and if I plopped down 20 or 30 or $40 for a video game, mm-hmm. I could be sure that I was getting a complete game. I wouldn't have to worry about seeing something several months later, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we see that you bought Super Castlevania 4 for your Super oh, Nintendo. God. Hey, look, now you can buy, uh, for 99 cents, you can buy the Simon Belmont costume from Captain M the Game Master, so you can make Simon look like the Simon Belmont from Captain M the Game Master. Oh, Lord. Did you ever see that cartoon? No, no, I haven't, but from the sounds of it, it it wasn't good. It was a cheesy 80s cartoon, and it was not unique because this is a topic I plan to cover another day, but Mm -hmm. there were just tons of cartoons based on video games back then. There still are sometimes. You yeah. still find them. Some of them, though, it's like they just totally took a different turn, because do you remember the classic game Frogger? Yeah, oh, Lord, I remember having an Xbox version of that. Yep. What is the purpose of Frogger? Jump around and get to the other side. Or yep. The game I played actually made it a bit more advanced, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, but essentially, Frogger, get from one side of the street to the other. Well, actually, go across the street, go across the river, get to your lily pad. Yeah. There. Did you know there was a Saturday cartoon for uh Saturday morning cartoon for uh? I presume uh, so. With how popular it was. Do you know what they made him in that? He was like an investigative reporter. Okay, James is doing a face palm here, but yes, I don't know how did they take a video game about a frog jumping from. One side of the, uh. the street to the to get to a lily pad and turn that into a cartoon about an investigative reporter. Well, that explains the game I played. What was that? Well, basically, what the situation was, it wasn't that complex. It wasn't like jump to one point to a being. It more played like a Mario Sonic game. Okay. Well, you basically had to figure out how to defeat bosses, and it made it a true RPG. I did. Okay. I I liked cool. playing it, but. The execu- I did not like the voices. I didn't like anything of it. It's a fog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm still used to the classic arcade version where, yeah, you're a frog trying to get mm-hmm. to the other side of the of, to, of the, the pond. But mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, because in Captain N, the Game Master, what they killed Simon Belmont in that cartoon. Because if you've played the two NES games he was in at the time... Mm-hmm. Castlevania and Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest. For starters, in-game, he has brown hair and he's wearing brown clothes. Okay. Well, on the cover of uh, Simon's Quest, they give him blonde hair, but Mm -hmm. in the cartoon first, they gave him blonde hair. They gave him this pair of goggles he wore on his head. They gave him blue clothing. Oh, no. I could deal with that, 
They did give him one thing that was pretty cool, and I admit would be pretty awesome if you could do it in a video game. Mm-hmm. They gave him a backpack, and uh, it's like he could just pull random stuff out of it. Okay, and so like the, uh, I'm forgetting his name now, but from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Yep, Presto. Presto, that's what his name was. Pull out anything, it's a random thing. Wand of Wonder. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Basically, I think his hat would be a, a really awesome D&D item. It would be. Uh, Presto would, if for those of you who've never seen the D&D cartoon, <laughs> Presto would essentially be a wild mage with a wizard's hat that acts yep. like a Wand of Wonder. One of the favorite scenes I remember, because nor- there, there's this trend in the game, where mm-hmm. not the game, the cartoon, where Usually whenever Presto pulled something out of his hat, it wasn't what he was wanting to pull out. Or expected. Exactly. And there was this one scene where Presto, and there was this character that was kind of his foil in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric, he was a cavalier. He was a real Uh, snot. Not most of them, anyways. Nah, he was the only real snot in really? the, on that. Yeah, I said maybe one of these days I'll do. Oh, talking about Cavaliers in general. Yes. Okay, I thought you were talking about the the kids on the cartoon. No, I meant the Cavaliers in general. Aren't they just complete snot? They can be, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, back on topic. So there was this one episode I remember. They were in a swamp, mm-hmm. and they were surrounded by undead. And Eric was like to Presto, "Why don't you pull something useful out of that hat for a change, like an aircraft carrier?" <laughs> Next thing you know, they're standing on an aircraft carrier and all the monsters are running away in fear. Yeah. Something that really pops into my mind now is, during that show, wasn't it just mainly medieval time style? The D&D cartoon? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty much just uh, you know, fantasy stuff, but uh, like I said, whether... You know, it's weird. It's like Tiamat appears in like the opening scene where they have to fight Tiamat. Could you be imagine being sucked into a D&D fantasy world and then the first thing you encounter is Tiamat? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, a lot of the players I'm actually playing worship him as a deity, so highlight people. Are, oh, her. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. The name keeps catching me off yeah. guard. Either way. So, I know. Like I said maybe I'll do an episode on the, the D&D cartoon series one of these days. I'd have mm-hmm. to find a copy of the DVDs so I can watch them. Or, I don't know. Maybe it'll come on They're Netflix on YouTube. or Hulu. Yeah, or YouTube. I can probably find it. Um, but anyways, so uh, since we're off track, like, back to the topic we were going to discuss. Dungeons and... Not Dungeons and Dungeons, Dungeons. Not Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> downloadable content uh. and microtransactions, which... <laughs> this is... Now, the first thing we're going to talk about is the downloadable content. And I remember you had this idea a while ago. We just never got around to recording it until yeah. now. And this is something that probably in affects you a little bit more than me. Yeah, uh, to you're a point. More, yeah, because you're more of a PC gamer. Yep. I'm more of a console gamer. And, and I'm going to say this right here right now. They still do affect consoles mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Uh, one game that I... One of the games I originally played on the 360 was Mass Effect 3. I'll pop into that later on, but... Oh, I, 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 I know what you're talking about. So do you want to just... Oh, Talk about it now? Yeah, I'm going to get this out of the... Because I like a lot of people in this chat are thinking, where's Mass Effect? Where's Mass Effect? Yes. I what? never really played Mass Effect. Not a series I've been into, but I've heard about what they did with the DLC in Mass mm-hmm. Effect 3. The Mass Effect 3 DLC drives me insane. Why that is, because there's an important character. It's not mandatory for the game, but it may, but solves a lot of questions in the game. You get him in, 
And he's like, what, another $10, more or less? Mm -hmm. And that's for everything. I hate, hate, HATE D&D. <laughs> Not D&D. You hate D&D, then how can we play in a D&D group every <laughs> Shut <couple> up! <laughs> <laughs> I hate downloadable content that take, that adds in important things. I don't mind if it's like, okay, hey, you get a party. Okay, it's just a side thing that you can do, you can do something with the person you fell in love with throughout the entire game. But, oh my lord, there are some DLC that just adds more story to it that you kind of need for it to make sense. Yeah. And the other problem that I heard people had about Mass Effect 3 is in order to get the best ending, mm -hmm. you had to do a, like a certain online mission. However, not everyone's into online gaming. Some people don't like doing online games where you're getting called various racial and sexual slurs <laughs> by some 12-year-old from who knows where. Oh, and God. The so I I guess they eventually they did release a patch to fix that. Yeah, they did. I cause I never saw that personally. Mm -hmm. uh, mainly the the only way that I knew of it was you had to play the first one. Horrible beginning, great story. Two, two was the best of all three of them in my opinion. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a lot of hate from your from your viewers because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people loved one. A lot of people were iffy about two, but everyone hates three. Yeah, and I, as I said, I'm not really a Mass Effect fan, mm -hmm. so I I can't speak to it. I don't know mm -hmm. um what, I mean, I, I don't know really much about it, but I do remember hearing about yep. a lot of the criticisms of Mass Effect 3. Um, there's actually one that I know, a game that you know, mm -hmm. me and you know quite well, Brutal Legends oh, yeah. actually has some DLC. Yeah, and I looked at it, and this is where I don't... It's not the kind of DLC that I personally would buy, mm -hmm. but if... Because it's all just online stuff, yep. where, like, multiplayer, you can buy a few more levels. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're the kind of person who does those online gamings, mm -hmm. you know, hey, more power to you. It's just that kind of DLC is pretty much useless to me, mm -hmm. because I don't do a lot of online gaming. But I think that DLC can be done in both a good way and mm -hmm. a bad way. When DLC is used to improve the game, yep. I like I like that and I think that's great. I also played Knights of the or not Knights of the Old Republic, um Star Wars Battlefront 2. Okay. And I they think did I played have, that one myself. Yeah, they did have DLC in that. It was just like you could get some new levels and you got a couple of new characters. Mm -hmm. But the thing I didn't like about that is I think you you only got that for a limited amount of time. Oh, oh, so not like, that type of DLC. I yeah, it's like happily they got rid of that. Yeah, it's like hey, pay five dollars for uh, these three new stages and two new characters. Oh, by the way, you only get to play them for six months and then you got to buy them again. Yeah, like, and. Uh, I mean, I have to say, though, going back, I, I think that DLC first started to become more prevalent around, like, the late 90s, early eight, mm -hmm. 2000s, because that's when you started to have more of this online component. Yeah, uh, if I remember the systems, what that was, that was the Wii, the 360, the Xbox 360, and the PS. Occasionally, you got the Xbox. Did PS? Because I, I know my friend Dan. We talked about the console wars, and mm -hmm. I don't remember if PS2 had online no, or not. It did. I it still did. have a PS2. It's, it's there. Okay. Because 
I know because of the Wii, there wasn't as much DLC, at least for the games I played. Mm -hmm. The only one that I really remember, uh, Final Fantasy IV The After Years. Oh, I have that, actually, on, on my system as well. Oh, for the for the Wii or? For the PC. The PC. Okay. I have I have all the, I buy all the DLC because they now put them in packs. And since it's Steam, you can get them on sale a lot yeah. of the time. Happily. Because what, and this is what I don't like about how Square handled Final, Final, Final Fantasy for the after years. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard a lot of people give it crap that it's not, it's one of the worst Final Fantasy games Mm-hmm. I personally enjoyed it. I liked the story. I liked some okay. of the character options. But the thing that I didn't like is, here's how it was for the Wii. For $5, you got the first two chapters. Okay. And the problem with that is it's heavily railroaded. Mm-hmm. And if you play just the main story part, you get about five hours of gameplay. Oh, There's no. a little extra stuff that maybe you could get a couple more hours out of. Okay. But after you finish that, then you can buy the second chapter for another $3. And that actually carried you a lot further. You got a lot more gameplay. But okay. here's the thing. When you start the second part of Final Fantasy for the After Years, it's mm-hmm. called The Planet Eater, you get the option to import all of your save data from the part one. Okay. So, you know, you keep your characters, the levels they had. Okay. However, if you wanted to get the full story, mm-hmm. you had to buy all the other chapters. So, and if you wanted to get all of the characters, you had to buy all those chapters. Um, for example, one of my favorite chapters is uh, Edge's chapter. Uh, okay. Edge, for those who aren't familiar with Final Fantasy IV, He's a ninja, and he's the king of, well, he's a prince in the first Final Fantasy IV game, but uh, he becomes the king after, after years. his parents, yeah, and after years because his parents died. Okay. Well, in the first part of his chapter, he starts out with a fight against four other ninjas. After the battle, you find out those are his students. And in his chapter, he sends these four students on missions, and you play through mm-hmm. all their missions. In part two... His students appear, but the only way you can play them is if you bought Edge's Tail. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you bought all of the, the DLC, it comes out to like 30-some dollars. Okay. Which, you know, you figure, okay, that's about how much a normal game is going to cost. But I mean, I just personally think that if they were going to do that model, they might as well have just released it yeah. all as one disc. Uh, actually, on Steam, I looked through it before I even bought it. There's only one purchase. Mm-hmm. I was happy with that. Because, <laughs> well, actually, I got it all in a bundle. So mm-hmm. I got, like, Final Fantasy 3, 7, 4, and so on and so forth. Okay. So I was happy about that. But something I noticed about other DLC is story. Mm-hmm. We popped into that when you talk about Final Fantasy. Yep. If it's a story that's not mandatory, I don't mind it. Yeah, and I can definitely see your point there where... If it's like, okay, here's a few extra missions, Mm -hmm. and yeah, they're not necessary to beat the game, but if you want to maybe get some special equipment that you can't find anywhere else, go to it. I'm going to pop into Skyrim, correct? Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. They have three DLC out. Uh, One of them would be Dawn God. Mm -hmm. Dawn God, basically, it starts going into the 
Vampire Hunters versus the Vampires. Oh, okay. Which they really improved onto that, line, in my opinion, because now if you become a werewolf or a vampire, there's now a perk tree with them. Ah. Happily with me, and you also get a few new weapons. You can get a troll as a companion. A heavily armored troll! <laughs> and I like the story to it. You get a few new companions, you get some new stories. Uh, another one, Hearthfire. Hearthfire allows you to basically make a house. Mm -hmm. I'm a guy for customization to all high heaven. So when I saw this, I was like, I gotta get it, I gotta get it, I gotta get it. And I think what we're trying to you know, get at here and what you're trying to say is, yeah, there's good DLC and there's bad DLC. There's horrible DLC. So, there's, there's no horrible. bad DLC. There's horrible, god-awful, horrible DLC. So, yeah, it, it sounds like, though, from what you're describing in Skyrim, that that's, you know, I said, it's not necessary, but it does add some more fun mm -hmm. to the game. And in one of the games I've heard about, I've only played a little bit of it, but uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Oh, yeah, I saw that video you popped up onto it with your friend, who is um, very, very unhappy. Oh, yeah, this is, yeah, we were playing, my friend Dan and I were playing uh, Castlevania for the NES, and, you know, this was, uh, this <laughs> was an attempt to, like, reboot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was the attempt, basically, this was an attempt to, <laughs> Lords of Shadow was an attempt to reboot the franchise, mm -hmm. and the, I've, like I said, I've played a little bit of Lords of Shadow. The thing I didn't like about it is when the boss fights. Well, I like the old style boss fights. Your boss has a life gauge. Yep. You know, life. Yeah, life gauge. You know, yep. life bar. Mm -hmm. You hit the boss a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Its life bar goes down. And the boss's life bar is empty. It's dead. It's dead. It blows up or whatever. But in Lords of Shadow, the thing I hated is you get to a certain boss, or some of the bosses, you know, once you get it to a certain point, it goes to a quick a quick time event. Oh, Where it's no. like, there's these circles that appear on the screen, and when they line up, mm -hmm. you have to press the button just at the right time. Yeah. And if you do, you hit the boss and you deplete its life a little bit more, and usually you gotta do, like, two or three of these in order oh, to kill the boss. Oh, I hate those, personally. And a lot of the games I have don't even have that nowadays, mm -hmm. And so it's quite interesting to see that. When you see a game that actually has a life bar, it's very... How do I put it? Old school? No, it's not unschooled. It's just more unnerving for us. Like, oh! Yeah, it can be, especially... Uh, like, there's this one role-playing game I'm playing now, Final Fantasy XIII. Got like, that one, by the way, as well. Yeah, all the enemies in that, even, like, a lot of the ones you just meet mm. in, in the street have, like, insane amounts of HP, oh, so God. it always sucks when you've got these bosses that have, like, you know, 400, 500,000 hit points, where it's like, yeah, their life bar just goes down little by little, little it's by like, little. and then it gets to the point where there's just that teeny little sliver left, and you're just like, just effing die already! I know! It's bloody huskivy! Yeah. It's just, die already, you bloody fucking boss! <laughs> I just hit you for 2,000 damage, and that little bar didn't go down. Yeah, anyway, so back to the subject at hand. So now, do you think that DLC is ruining gaming? Yes and no at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. I would think that I'm going to pop into Mass Effect, and I'm going to pop into Sky and Click. Mass Effect did the DLC wrong. So some games, like Mass Effect, are getting DLC, and you're forced to get it to even get a good game. Mm -hmm. While Skyrim, you 
Skyrim is basically all-round story, and all it does is it adds in more story. There was actually a DLC I completely spaced about, but that's less important right now. But having that and having more variety to the game, that's what I like. Mm -hmm. But if it's DLC where, okay, you need this person, this person, this person to complete the game. Well, I, if I need them to complete the game, why? why didn't you include it in the finished product? I know. I know. Uh, there's actually another game I'm going to pop up, uh, Dragon Age Origins. Ever heard okay. of it? I've heard of it, haven't played it. I haven't on my... I, no, I bought my PC with me. I have a lot of games yeah. on that thing. Uh, Dragon Age Origins. There's one character that makes the game entirely just done. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a golem. Okay. A golem that actually has physical life, which is really interesting the way they did. And it's like, I'm going to squish the birds now. It, this thing has a few of birds. <laughs> it's like, so. no duh, you've been frozen for how many years? Yep. So, and then some of the DLC, it's like, uh, you, you know, they make you buy, like, pay a few dollars just mm -hmm. to, like, change the color of your, yeah. your boots or something. And it's it, like, it's, okay. It's broken. Yeah, and, and I think, unfortunately... The reason that they do this is because they're trying to still find ways to, to nickel money. and dime you. They're trying to squeeze money even though you just paid $60 for a game. Yeah. And in some ex to some extent, I think DLC has even kind of evolved. Mm -hmm. Are, have you ever played like Skylanders or Disney yeah. Infinity? I've, got, I've actually got Skylanders, the original one, and Skylanders Giants. Yeah, because we, uh, we have Skylanders... Uh, Skylanders Giants and then Trap Force and then okay. after Trap Force my son kind of lost interest but I in personally a way, hate that game right now it was okay but I think that's what I mean when I saw that DLC has evolved because you look mm -hmm. at these games like like I said for example Skylanders yeah um because yeah you buy the you know the figure in the store and you're getting a physical figure yep but still you need that in order to get you to know. other sections. Right because for those who maybe never have played Skylanders <laughs> if you haven't don't uh that's, I wouldn't go there. It was a fun game for a while, but, um, well, this is what I mean. Because, like, there, for example, Skyland, well, in the first Skylanders, uh, each of the characters had an element. Yep. Like fire element, water element, life mm. element, and so on. Machine element. Yep. So let's say that you come to a specific Gate. area, like, and it says air element. Yep. You can only go in there if you've got... An air element character. Yep. Uh, so, base, those were called gates, by the way. Yep. An air gate, machine gate, so on and so forth. And Ooh. the starter pack, I think, had what, like three characters in it? It had uh, Spyro, the original one, who actually sponsored all that. Mm -hmm. uh, and you get two others. I'm forgetting their names. Uh, I think was one of them was Trigger Happy. And another one was... Uh, I'm forgetting his name. He was basically a turtle with the anchor and whatnot. Uh, Fish... Yeah, I know what Fish Gilman or something like that. I The name's on the tip of my tongue. I know the character you're talking about. Those are the ones you start with. So you automatically have Psychic, Machine, and Water. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, you don't see those quite often. Those are actually the rarer ones. Mm -hmm. You see more Death, Nature, and so on and so forth. Yeah, so... Like I said, I mean, you certainly could try to complete the game with just those three characters. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you wanted to access these additional areas, you had to have characters that were, you know, that had the specific element. Yep. And I mean, in Giants, another example, mm -hmm. where there were some 
obstacles that you needed a giant character to, in order get, to, through. to get past. And again, the starter set included one giant T-Rex, and then and I forgot. I think it's like uh, it's a wind one. It's a wind with a tornado blaster. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually I know the characters, but it's been a while since I played it. Yeah. So that's where I think, in a way, DLC has almost evolved to the point where it's like. It's still there. It's just now. Now you got to buy a figure instead of downloading it. It, it, in my opinion, it's actually becoming really scary now since mm-hmm. DLC nowadays. The lowest you can ever see that online is I've seen thirty cents. Mm-hmm. But when you have to go out and physically buy it, it's like what fifteen dollars for one yeah. thing. The figures for, as I recall, yeah, at least at the Toys R Us near us, mm-hmm. if you go to like the Skylanders, the the figures for the newer ones are usually about twelve to fifteen. Yeah. Oh, or it's like Lego Dimensions. That's oh, another no. example where the the Lego sets, yeah, they're gonna unlock new characters and sometimes new stages, but they're yep. like fifteen ten to fifteen bucks. Yeah. But in the case of uh, like Skylanders, a lot of times the older figures are cheaper. Yeah. But and however there is one thing I do have to give the company, I think it's Activision yeah. that made Skylanders. I, there's one thing I have to give him credit for. The figures are backwards compatible, or they, actually forward compatible. So, like, if you've got a figure from the first okay, one, and you want to go into it in the second one, and in the third one, there's X and no, they are backwards compatible as the well. The games are backwards compatible with the figures. No, no, that's what, what we're trying to say. Let me explain here. Some of the newer figures, like you know how some of them have just a new style at all. Mm-hmm. You can still use those, like a third one with the lava dude. You can pop him into the first one still and oh, be fine. Yeah. I didn't know that. As so. long as the figures are from that part, it's fine. But yeah. say you use, you're trying to use a giant in the first one, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to try to use some of the newer guys from the second one to the first one. They're not going to work. If you have the original versions... Like, the original guys, in, even in the newer form, they're going to work. Yeah, and that's a... Uh, Activision, that was a great move on your part. I would agree. You get a thumbs up from Al from Point of Insanity Game Studio, at least for making the figures compatible with, uh, with the later games. So, yep. it, you know, it's nice because, yeah, that way if I buy this figure for the first one, mm-hmm. I can use it in any additional one. So, and it keeps its level and equipment. Yeah, and that's a good thing, too, and... I mean, I know my son likes the Amiibos that the Nintendo's starting to do. I don't really understand what the purpose of some of those are. I do, actually. Amiibos, uh, some of the Amiibos give new quests and so on and okay. so forth. So basically, let's go with a game that high likely everyone should know by now and watch Splatoon. Okay, yeah, my son actually has that. He likes it. Okay, Splatoon, there's an Amiibo for it where you can get new equipment. Okay. Um, basically, Amiibos are the, the, them themselves DLC. They have quests, yeah. they have equipment you wouldn't get through the game. Occasionally, it's crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, with these figures, it's, it's DLC evolved. Because, yep. yes, you're getting a figure, but, you know, it, it does give... That's how you're going to get the new equipment. Yep. The bright side, though is if you get tired of the game, you can at least still go to, like, GameStop yep. or any place that sells used video game stuff, yep. and you can at least sell that figure and maybe get a buck or two for it. Yeah, so. uh, actually, there's one I mean, though, that I actually don't mind using, and I saw your son playing the game, actually, Mario Maker. Yep, we have Mario Maker. Uh, there's an Amiibo, actually, for that game to make the Mega Mushroom. 
what that does. I think you've seen that. We have that, Yun, yeah. It's basically trample to all... If you know what I mean by trample, it's basically, yeah, I don't care about the rest of your stage. I'm done. I'm just going to plow through everything, so... But... I'm going to say this now. I've actually seen some creative maps that implement that. Where, like, you have these tiny little boxes... And if you played them, it's like there's normally a mo- there's normally coins or something else in there. But now you can put like, well, here's a mob. <laughs> yeah, and I will admit, I mean, I I do like Mario Maker. My son really has enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and I, th- my friend Dan, when we were talking about it, and I said I love the term that he used, where it gives you the shared experience of the Mario world. Mm-hmm. It's a, a type of online gaming competition where it's not, you know, getting shot by someone in the face and then being called a noob and and then and being teabagged slurs. by the yes. <laughs> and being teabagged <laughs> you know it's more like okay i made this level let's see you try to beat it yeah there was this one guy i watched uh tears of grace i don't think you've heard of him i've heard of it i'm not familiar with his his work i like his work basically he is he's a rage gamer more or less okay and no i started watching rage dude as well so what he does when he played Mario Maker, he was surprised on how well he did. He made the world record for the first four or five levels, which really caught me off guard. Like, you're doing soap. Everyone did worse than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, along a similar note to DLC are in-app purchases. Oh, or some no. people call them microtransactions. and. This is something we tend to see more with mobile games, yeah, you know, for like the iPhone or Androids, mm-hmm. or uh, any i product, any yeah. Apple product, anyways, that has a screen. <laughs> and they, in a way, they can be kind of different than uh, than the, than downloadable content because with in-app purchases, usually it's going to be for a special resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you might remember many episodes ago, my friend Steve and I talked about social networking games. Like Clash of Clans, I'm presuming? Yeah, and stuff... Well, we focused a lot on, like, some of the stuff on Facebook, like uh, Farmville Oh, no. You know, Dogtown or whatever it is there. I don't know, I just made that one up. Either way. But, you know, you have these uh, social network games, Mm -hmm. and usually there's going to be a special resource. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, normally you're going to collect some kind of money, but... Usually there's going to be some sort sort of special resource like gems or whatever they decide to call it, and you use those to buy premium equipment. Yep. But sometimes it's you're not always sure what you're going to get. And an example of a mobile game I play, Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Yep. Uh, you know you get in in this game you collect mithril mm-hmm. and you get it by defeating dungeons, clearing dungeons, yep. and you get it you get a piece of mithril for every day you log in, and sometimes they do give out free mithril. Mm-hmm. So I will this one thing I will say to the company that made uh that makes uh Final Fantasy Record Keeper, even though it's something that you do need, they're pretty generous about it. Yeah. Whereas some of the games I've played where there's a special resource, it's like y- y- you hardly get any of it to really yeah. be useful because they want you to buy it, of course. Yep. Well, in Record Keeper, you can use Mithril to buy more inventory slots. Mm-hmm. If you want to refresh your stamina, so you can do uh-huh. on more uh, dungeons, you can use it to refresh your stamina. Okay. If you're in the middle of a dungeon, and let's say your party is really weak and you're about to get to the last boss, 
you can use Mithril to fully heal up your party. Or let's say you're on that last boss and, you know, you get killed. Mm -hmm. You can use Mithril to restart that battle so you yep. don't have to, you know, wait three or four hours for your stamina to refresh and then go try to do yeah. it again. But the main reason you need Mithril for is there are relics in the game, which can mm -hmm. be in the form of weapons or yep. armor. So what you do is you get one free relic draw every day, but most of the time it's just going to be some crummy common item that you don't yeah. need after you've played it long enough. But yeah. um, I've heard sometimes people do get rare items from the, the common draw, but I've never seen it. But there are banners you can draw from, and you use that to get better equipment. Okay. Now, it's the reason that you want to do these draws is because one of the biggest things in Record Keeper is synergy. Mm. So if you take a sword from Final Fantasy IV mm. into Final Fantasy I, it's not going to be... It's going to have its regular properties. Yeah. But you take that sword into Final Fantasy IV, Four. it's stronger. Yep. So it's one of the key aspects of that game is you want to have as much synergy as possible for each realm. And... The nice thing about Record Keeper, though, is it's not competitive. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it's possible to play the game, have a lot of fun with it, and not spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we can't say that for... A lot of games. Exactly. Because before we started recording, you were talking about Clash of Clans. Ugh. Was that a game that you've played, or just... I've played it. I've played Clash of Clans. I've played Castle Clash. There's a few games that I Game I've of War. Have you played that one, or because I I think that's another one of the really big yeah. ones. Like you've played it. Yeah. I played it a little bit, don't, but I never got play into it. Anyone. Yeah. Please, no one play that. You're gonna spend way too much money on that game. Yeah, and the thing is that boggles my mind is. It is possible to spend a lot of money on thousands those. of dollars on just one tiny little thing. Yeah, because and unfortunately, it's intentionally part of the game's design. Mm -hmm. I read an article a while ago about a guy who was talking about, you know, how he, fortunately, he overcame this addiction yeah. because that's what it becomes—an addiction. It does. Where he spent a lot of money on it, but there was some kid he read about in Europe who spent the equivalent of 9,000 U.S. dollars oh, Lord. on a, a cell phone game. Oh, well. I, I think I got a converter on my phone. Mind passing my, mind pass oh, my sure. phone over here? So, I'm going to pop up a converter quick. Was it in euros or something? 9,000 U.S. dollars. So I'm not sure how much that would be in euros. Would uh, one dollar translate? To, well, let's go with one dollar to a euro quick. Okay. If it would load. <laughs> Sorry, my phone's pretty low. Let's continue on while so this anyways, thing loads. But, yeah, they said this kid was spending like thousands of dollars. Oh, that look on your face after you just pop that into your cell phone. So, how much is 9,000 US dollars in well, euros? Let's go back to one dollar, which is less than one. Okay, so one, according to the converter that he has on his phone, one, dollar, one US dollars equaled about 89 euro. 0.89 euros. So, if we pop in, how much was it? 9,000 9, US. 7,987.22 euros. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's still, I mean, just... It's that just boggling. boggles my mind, and unfortunately, 
it's part of the design of these games. Mm-hmm. And in a case of games like Game of War and Clash, Clash of Clans, Clans, it's almost kind of necessary because of the competitive nature. Now, and because the timeline has just stuck on. Since basically, okay, you constantly upgrade your stuff, you constantly upgrade. Mm-hmm. And over time, occasionally it just turns out to be days, weeks. I've gotten ones that take months to even do. Yeah, because I, when I was playing Game of War for a little bit, now the reason I played it is there was another cell phone game I was playing. Mm. Uh, it was re- it was based on the Transformers: Age of Extinction movie. Okay. Mm. It was okay, and I'll be honest, for free games, if I like it, I have no problem spending a few dollars. Yeah. Because, you know, you think about it. If I can justify going into a game store and dropping fifty dollars on a new game, mm-hmm. I can justify spending two or three dollars on a game for my phone. To get back to what I was doing, when I was playing that Transformers uh, Age of Extinction game, mm-hmm. you had Energon, special Energon you could yep. get to buy you know, special weapons and stuff. And mm-hmm. it, Well, if you didn't want to spend money for it because it was really stingy about giving out that, mm-hmm. that resource, you could go to like, diff- you could try different games and it would say, yep. okay, download this game and you know, play it up to level point. five, and you'll get one hundred energon or whatever. It uh, was. one game that I remember was Summoner Wars. I've heard of it and haven't played it. I played it a wee bit. It's not that competitive. It's very, you can com- some quests ask you to compete. It's not mandatory. It's just some quests they give you a few things for it. The way they did that was very interesting because. You can get these special gems to do anything by doing that. Uh, that actually got me into Miskits for a wee bit now. Or you can go through these tournaments that go on at least every week. If you get so many wins, they'll give you max I sell is at least 2,000 of those special things. Yep. Because <laughs> what I recall from Game of War is, like, let's say you wanted to build... Uh, training ground for your soldiers. Yep. Or you wanted to research a new weapon. Yeah. Or a new special unit of army. Yeah. It's like, okay, you would pay gold, you know, which is a normal currency, but then it would take, like, let's say, five minutes to complete. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, you can just press, oh, quick done. Yep, exactly, because there was some special resource, gems or something. I don't remember what it was. It was something. You would use the special resource to, as you said, just instantly complete it. Yep. And the problem is, yeah, you eventually some of the better mm. upgrades and the more powerful ones, you have to wait days or weeks. weeks maybe the, months. Yeah. And if you wanted to wait, well, the problem is, you know, of course, people are still going to be attacking you yep. even while you are... Uh, now, something about that quick... There's actually some games out there where even if you're upgrading it, you can still use it. Mm-hmm. Those types, I like. I like yeah. it when they do that. But if it's a defense mechanism where it's like, oh, yeah, you need to upgrade this to the umpteenth level for it to actually do something. Yep. And, uh. yeah, and I said that's the problem where it's like they make it so that these really good upgrades that you need, they do take a long time. And mm-hmm. if you don't have patience then, yeah, it's easier to just say, okay, boop, okay, I paid however many gems, and now it's now it's ready instantly. Yeah. 
so that's one of the main criticisms about these games, and I think it is a valid criticism. Mm-hmm. And now you mentioned Clash of Clans. How yeah. is I said I've never played that game. So how's that one like? <laughs> okay, since you guys can't see what James just did, you know you make the gesture where you you make your fingers look like a gun and you just kind of shoot yourself in the head. Yeah. So I I take it you don't play that game anymore. Or? I stopped playing. I didn't spend a single dime on that game, and I don't. Unless I really enjoy yeah. that game. Like, uh, Clash of Clans, I didn't like it because the game itself is crap, in my opinion. Because it's like, you go to war, you spend so many troops, some of them live. Oh, wait, no, they're not gone. Oh, I was reading an article before you came over, and there was one game designer, I forgot which company he was with, mm-hmm. but he thinks that probably within about the next five to ten years, and this was in an interview in 2012, so in the not-too-distant future, he thinks that all games, all video games are going to go to the free-to-play method, where, again, you get the game for free, but if you want to get the good stuff, or if you want a significant advantage, you're going to have to pay. What do, you, what do you think about that? Do you think that would kill gaming for you? Or? I, mostly the way... Since I like console games a lot, console, PC games, if they did that, highly likely I would stop gaming. <laughs> or yeah, I would stick, or stick, stick to, to what the classics. I have. Yeah, stick like, to the classics. Little Legends! Woo! Hi up! <laughs> but, yeah, or... <laughs> You know, again, or go down to a used video game store, pick yourself up a Super Nintendo if yeah. you don't have one, and, you know, you can... Or PS2, or an Xbox, yep. for pity's sake. Lord, there's a lot of old systems oh, yeah. that I wish they didn't die. Exactly, and, I mean, one of the things I do, like, I, I still love our, our regular Wii, because there were a lot of games I had a lot of fun with, and the thing I like even more about it is the fact that it is backwards, com- the backwards compatibility. Yeah, I love those. So, PS4, you fudged up. <laughs> okay, I haven't really... Don't I, get one. Okay. I Well, the, one thing I will say, and again, Dan and I talked about this when we discussed the console wars. One of the bad. problems with... Yeah, it was like a few episodes ago, we did a three-parter called Fighting the Console Wars. Go listen to it. Okay, stop <laughs> the podcast, and I want everyone to go back and listen to the... Uh, fighting the console wars, three parts, uh, three part episode. We'll wait. You know, I think if you took all three of those episodes together, it'd be like two and a half, three hours long. So, yeah, yeah we're gonna be waiting a while if they people do decide to go back and I listen know, to those. Right? So, bye. Um, okay, so, um, or you know, or I'm sure they would probably just pause this podcast and go. But anyway, yeah. Okay. So either way. <laughs> So yes, go go back and listen to that if you have the chance. If but, you have time. You don't have to. Yes. But in the third part, we were talking about the more recent era of the console wars, mm-hmm. and one of the big controversies, well, not really controversies, but one of the major criticisms that uh, the Xbox One, mm-hmm. you know, or the X-Bone, as people called it, one of the big criticisms is they were going to have always on or always connected yeah. where you always had to be connected to the internet yeah, to play and it. And a lot of the games they have nowadays for that thing, they force you on that. Uh, one of them is, uh, I'm forgetting what, I think it's like Play or something. Uh, it's basically where you get to play as a monster or you get to play as a hunter. Okay, I, I haven't heard that one, so. I hate the game because it's like, there's no actual story. 
You just go off. A, I got a better one. A lot of people might know. Destiny. Heard of it, haven't played it. Don't go for it. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because Destiny forces you online, and you need those online people to complete certain missions. Ah. Uh, I'm a soloist when I play games. Yeah, and the only game I said, I, I, the reason I don't like about uh, online gaming on the Xbox 360 is mm. I need to have an Xbox Live Gold membership, yeah. paying $5 a month, month to go online. Yeah. My problem is... I don't do enough online gaming to, to make make that worth your while. Yeah, I might as well use that five dollars and spend it on Final Fantasy Record Keeper. But anyway, <laughs> no, oh uh, no. But and then that's what I like about the Wii and the Wii U is, like I said, my son he likes doing online gaming on Splatoon. Yep, he can just go online on Splatoon and it doesn't yep. cost us a cent. We don't have to subscribe to some extra uh, service. PS3, no, I bashed on the PS4 a little bit. But PS3 and the PS4, they have that same thing the Xbox does, except they have a timeline. Okay. So instead of going like, hey, uh, you have to pay every... No, you can pay every half a year. Every year. That's just what I've heard, and I like those deals. Yeah. Because it makes it worth your time. Mm-hmm. And the... Because what I was going back to with the uh, throwback to our console war um, discussion is... Yeah, when the Xbox One came out, there was the controversy of having to always be connected, and that was supposed mm-hmm. to, like... They were also going to do digital rights management, where if you bought a used game, then you couldn't take that game over to a friend's house and play it on his. You could only play, like, the first couple levels or yeah. a certain amount of time. So, uh, and it was actually taking aim at places like GameStop that sell yeah. secondhand games... Because, okay, yeah, I might go buy a game for 10 bucks from GameStop, but if I want to actually play the full game, oh, nope, now i got to pay another $30 yeah. to get a license for that. And um, PS4, I guess PlayStation wasn't intending on doing that, so they took yeah. advantage of it. And there was a, a conference they gave, and they're like, here at Sony, we've devised a way for PlayStation gamers to share games with their with their <laughs> friends. And it showed two people, and it's like one of them handed a game to his the other guy. It's like, here you go. Thank you. Okay, I hate those cheesy conversations. But either way, we need to get back on topic. Yes. Uh, this is we're on mobile one, but I'm gonna pop back to yeah, the real quick. Uh, but with those licenses, I play a lot of games that have those, mm-hmm. and when I had them, you need to have like a. Let's go with Mass Effect Two. <laughs> Mass Effect Two had a code onto it that allowed you to get free DLC. Mm-hmm. If you but if I sold it to someone else, it wouldn't work because they can needed that. S- yeah, because I can see not transferring DLC. Yeah, because that again, that's going to be downloaded to your computer. Yeah. Um, I don't know unless they include it on the disc, and it's like when yeah. you pay for it, it unlocks it. Yeah. But, well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and. Uh, James, where can people find you if they want to see you play games? Well, if you pop onto YouTube right here, right now, and type in Demon King IX. Wait, how are they going to pop onto YouTube while they're listening to this? Oh, I mean, I... what if they're, like, listening to this on their headphones while they're taking a walk, or if they're... Oh, that's true. I mean, you know, they might not be able to... Well, either way... Okay, well, anyways, after you're done listening to this podcast... After you're done listening to this podcast, pop onto YouTube and type in Demon King IX. If you want me to spell it out, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah, no, James, you know, he does a lot. You've done a lot of Minecraft stuff. Yep. I've helped him with a couple of his ones about Cthulhu Saves the World. And, yeah. Yep, and uh, I know you're out, said, as we were saying, you started doing uh, Brutal Legends. Whoa, so. and I'm also doing Skyrim right now. Mm-hmm. So I've actually got ideas for next characters and so on and so forth. I'm actually playing a fun little character. But either way, pop into my channel if you want to see Ind- Aquarium and Dalium beat the crap with a sword or a scythe. Yep. <laughs> and, of course, you can find Point of Insanity Game Studio on YouTube where, uh, speaking of Brutal Legend, I did my bargain bin adventure. And um, I just, so you guys know, when I do get my bargain bin adventure games, mm-hmm. I don't just buy them and then either return them to the store. Well, some of them I have. If they're crap. Yeah, like Chicken, Chicken Blaster and Search for Blackbeard's Booty. Those went back to uh, <laughs> those went back to GameStop. Those but went back to the health store. Actually, there have been uh, quite a few uh, Bargain Bin Adventures I've done where I have actually kept the game and continued the to Narnia play it. The Narnia game, if I remember yep, correctly. Yep, Narnia and Brutal Legend I played quite a bit. Haven't beaten it yet, but just <laughs> being able to cruise around listening to heavy metal is, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a game that I did recommend for you, and if anyone can find this game, Arkwise Fantasia. It's yep, a great for the Nintendo Wii. So we're probably gonna take a look at that in a bargain bin adventure someday. Yep. So I got this three years ago for three for I think it was three bucks. Wow. So note, I don't know how long this game has been here for, so I'm gonna check that out and show it to you later. But either way, it's a great game. So either way. Okay. Well, stop by our YouTube channels, check us out, and don't forget you can visit Point of Insanity Game Studio on Facebook. Feel free to stop by, like the page. Uh, it might not seem like much, but I do appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, then uh, if you have ideas for other topics you'd like to see me cover in the future, please feel free to leave a comment. So thank you for joining us, and have a good evening or morning or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. And or twilight. Or twilight, yes. And... Happy gaming. You know, I was going to make a comment about the Twilight series, but, you know, it's like I think a lot of people, I don't know, the, some of the Twilight series wasn't really that bad, it wasn't, wasn't that. that great either. It, I mean, you think about it, it's like Twilight, it's one girl's struggle to choose between necrophilia and bestiality. <laughs> Let's leave it. 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 Yes, we are. We're going to leave it at that. Goodbye, everybody. Vampires don't sparkle. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. It's like another Facebook meme I saw where it had a, a scene from Interview with the Vampire with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt's characters, and it's like, is that one sparkling? It's like, that <laughs> is totally not acceptable. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Good night. Good morning. Oh, good on. evening. What was that Muppet guy, uh, Count... Count Dracula, though not the Count Dracula, the Count guy from the, the Muppets or whatever. Oh no, it's like it's Sesame Street. Count Sesame Count? Street, yeah, Count something. Count no, it's Count. Count. That's the literally Count. his name. He's a better vampire than freaking. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> whatever his name is. Yes. Good night, everybody. Good morning or good evening. Whatever. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>